For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Bella Vasta, and we'll explore Facebook groups, why we need to be using them more, and a bunch of new features for marketers and businesses, specifically within Facebook groups. By the way, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me on Instagram at at Stelzner, or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And now for this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a really cool tool that helps me to highlight passages from physical books I'm reading, but store them digitally in my phone for writing or sharing on social. It's called Excerpt. Tell me more. So what expert what expert? Well, I am Ex- an expert excerpt. because I'm, <laughs> yes, I, I'm an expert because I'm using excerpt and I, I just, you know, I don't love to highlight my books, but I really do prefer to read physical books. And there's so many great marketing books out there that, you know, I want to take a, a screenshot of it, but I don't want to just send it out as like an image. I want to like put the text out there as like, say a native tweet. Well, to convert the text over from a picture as I'm reading in the book Uh, And say I don't want to share it right away. I can store it. So what I can do is as I'm reading, I can take shots with my iPhone and it'll drop it right into a category that I've created even by taking a picture of the cover of the book and it'll organize them all right there in my phone. Then when I'm ready to parse out those, quote, words of other people's wisdom that I'm reading, I can go and tap on those and I can then select them and hit the share button and I can share them out into any different social network that I want to or send them over to where I want to like, say, write a blog post, a write-up of that book and say why it was great and pull in actual quotes from the book. This is a really cool tool. I've been using it to organize uh, reading through some of the books that I've been reading recently. It sounds a little like a scanner where it converts an image into text. Am I kind of close? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like that, but I've I, I, you know, and the tools like that have been around for a while. I've just never found one that presents it and organizes it and even offers as many sharing options as seamless as this does. This feels like the whole package all in one app. So basically you take a picture of the cover of the book and then you take a picture of the page in particular that you were really excited about and then it pulls it in the app and it allows you to like 
extract the sentence in question. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. Once you take that picture of that page, you can then crop it to the exact paragraph or even a sentence. And it will then literally, when you're done, convert it right into text on your, your phone. Awesome. Is this only for the iOS? It is only for iOS. I'd love to see, I'm sure there's probably, uh, you know, some ones out there for, um, for Android. But uh, again, this one is, is working for me really well. And where do we find it? Uh, you can find it in the app store. You just search for excerpt the book highlighter. And spell excerpt for those that want to, sure. <laughs> just in case. E X C E R P T. That's exactly the way I wrote it. I just <laughs> wanted to be certain. So it's called excerpt book highlighter. Is that what I heard you say? Yes. Excerpt the book highlighter. Got it. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show, Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. And now for today's interview with Bella Vasta. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I am very excited to be joined by Bella Vasta. If you don't know who Bella is, she is a Facebook group expert. She's also author of The Four Types of Dogs Every Business Needs, And she's also the host of the Bella in Your Business podcast. Bella, welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. How are you today? I'm so excited to be here. I am very excited to have you. So today, (laughs) Bella and I are going to explore a whole bunch of new things you can do with Facebook groups and how it will benefit you as a marketer. Now, Bella, before we get there, I would love to hear your story. Start wherever you want to start. But the big question is, how the heck did you get into Facebook groups? So it's a bit of a personal and business story that um, goes like this. Uh, Back in 2014, I was uh, running two companies. I was running a six-figure pet sitting company in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I had also just gotten married and got pregnant on my honeymoon. Uh, When we came back, we found out that we were having a daughter. And a couple of months later, we found out that we had all kinds of problems. Hmm. Uh, We got told that we would have a stillbirth. We got told that she wouldn't survive. And when I was 28 weeks, which is six months, we actually gave birth to one of the 50 smallest surviving female babies on the planet. Wow. She was only 12 ounces, Mike. Help us understand how big that is. Like, give us some physical size. Yeah. She's basically the, like, if you're holding like a can of soda, that's how big she is. And this might be a weird relation, but I say that like you can order a 12 ounce steak at like Outback. Like she was under a pound and, um, and we were really scared. Uh, we were in the NICU for about six months And, you know, while science and the doctors are telling us that there's no chance of survival or her her quality of life is going to be terrible, Mike, I went to Facebook groups because that was where people were talking about what I discovered. I had a micro preemie baby. And I'm not talking about the people that had like four, five, six pound babies. They were in NICU for a couple of weeks. 
But the people that had, you know, what we were told was not a viable pregnancy. I needed to see that there were other people that have gone through what I went through and that there was also hope out there. So I'm running this pet sitting company where I have all my staff out there. I'm spending eight to 10 hours a day in NICU for six months fighting for her life. And I'm also running a coaching company at the time. And this coaching company, I had two Facebook groups that I had started. One was geared for uh, companies that had staff and one was a generic general group. But this Facebook group, business-wise, enabled me to stay connected with my clients and with my followers while the mama Facebook groups gave me hope and support and other moms out there that had been through it so I wasn't so alone. So Facebook groups are something that have really honestly like pushed me through my business and professional life and supported me in ways that I don't think like it's very hard to imagine. What year did you say your baby was born? In 2014. What's the rest of the story? How is she doing? <laughs> so we have, um, we are a true miracle of God. Um, she is now four and a half years old and she's a typical four and a half year old. She wears glasses. That's about like the only thing. And she still has some developmental delays, but God is so good because she is, um, she's absolute miracle. And she is on they actually have this thing called the tiny baby registry. And she's one of the 50 smallest surviving female babies on the planet. Wow. But it sure shook my world, both personally and professionally. Basically, it was through a crisis that you turned to Facebook and you really made connections with other moms. And then, of course, you began to understand the power of Facebook also for the bit for your business. Um, tell us kind of today what you're doing with Facebook groups. Yeah. So today it's absolutely incredible. Um, so again, professionally, I'm very much supported in many different groups, including the social media examiner society, which is such a cool group. Um, and I go there for all kinds of support on anything social media, but I also admin a lot of groups, um, in the pet field. Um, again, those two groups that I talked to you about, I also have a mastermind where people pay a monthly subscription to be a part of it. And I also help other brands and, uh, entrepreneurs with their strategy on how to really nurture their rabid fans or their biggest followers in groups. I think it's really actually exciting, Mike, because Facebook has really put it out there that they want to just explode groups. And I know we're going to talk about a lot of it, but there's so many different things that they've been coming out with that just really puts the proof in the pudding and is really predicting a lot of what's happening. We're a society where we want to feel safe when we ask questions. We don't want to feel dumb, right? Whether that's personal or business. And Facebook groups are where we can find a like-minded tribe of people that appeal to that certain question or support or uh, learning that we want to do. So uh, Bella Vasta mentioned the Social Media Marketing Society. Um, she has been pretty active in that group for a long time. I know we first met at Social Media Marketing World, but I believe I, f I first recognized who you were as a result of you being part of that group. Um, that's one of the other advantages, obviously, and I want you to share what some of the other advantages are to people listening of uh, being an active member of a group or maybe even having a group and actively interacting with those people. Because from my perspective, 
I see Facebook groups as a great way to develop a relationship with your business. And I know Bella is just one of many people that are part of this group, which is part of our paid society. And as a result of getting to know these people in the group, we've gotten also to know them in real life, right? Oh, 100%. So Mike, I don't know if you remember, but it was the very first day of workshops in 2017. And I saw you in the hallway. I'd never met you face to face before. And I was like, oh, it's Mike Stelzner. And I was like, hi, Mike, I'm Bella. Can I get a selfie? Which everybody does at the conference, right? And you go, I know who you are, Bella. And I about died because I was like, Mike Stelzner, who's throwing this at the time, 4,000 people or so, um, big conference or what I now call a family reunion, um, knew who I was. And it was all because of exactly what you were just saying, the Facebook groups. But now, yes, as you're saying, uh, so personally and professionally, groups have really enhanced my life. Uh, most recently, we've, um, we've done some Queenies uh, Facebook Lives, and I met them through those groups, you know, through being active in Facebook groups and getting to know people. And I've actually developed some best friends that aren't here locally in Arizona, but it's because of the meaningful relationships that actually do develop in Facebook groups. You're bonding over common themes in your life, personal or business, and you're getting to know people and you're getting to, to trust them and believe them and rely on them and see them over an extended period of time where you can really, I think trust is that, that big word there. Yeah. And you have an analogy that you use a lot to kind of explain the benefit of groups. Why don't you go ahead and share that with us? Yeah. So I think that, you know, a lot of people go, all right, Bella, well, what's the difference between Facebook groups and Facebook pages? And I get it because it's like, I have a page, do I need a group? And it every, everything gets mumbo jumboed. We're, we're inundated with so much stuff in, in on online. So I kind of feel like your front yard is like your page, right? You do a drive by, you see, oh, it's a pretty neighborhood. There's some nice houses or whatever. Everything's very well manicured. Uh, you might have some like happy Halloween out there or happy Easter out there, you know, according to the holiday, but it's pretty high and tight, if you will, right? You would never really drive by someone's front lawn and see an in-ground pool and see them like basking in the sun and their kids like playing, you know, games out front. Like you don't do that, right? You do that in the backyard. So I kind of equate the backyard to groups because that backyard is where we invite the kind of people that we want. We have themes. Uh, maybe we're going to have a barbecue. Maybe we're going to have a pool party. Maybe we're going to have a birthday party. And it's like invite only. If you come in that back gate, if I invite you from the front of my house into my backyard, there's a little bit more of intimacy that happens. There is, um, this camaraderie, there is this, this common theme somehow that happens. And also you as the host in that backyard, you don't just invite people in your backyard and then go in the house and take a nap. Do you? You're out there and you're introducing people to each other. And, and, and they're also not back there sitting down, looking at you and you're just talking at them, right? It's not like a lecture. Like you are, you are trying to make people talk to each other and also create different uh, moments back there. Maybe you have a barbecue going and there's a group of people standing around the barbecue, you know, barbecuing. And then there's, there's cornhole over in the side and there's a pool and there's, you know, a table with all this food on it. And you as the host are there to make sure that the drinks are flowing, that the food is coming, that there's some sort of an attraction that people are, are, are meeting each other and having a fun time. 
because you're the host. So I really feel like a Facebook group is that backyard and your page is the front yard. My last um, little analogy here is you would never have that solar panel person who comes knocking on your door. Hey, you want solar panels? They would not just all of a sudden walk in your backyard and start talking to people. That's not the way businesses show up or should show up in groups. Rather, what happens is people are back there maybe around the barbecue uh, grilling the hot dogs and they're like, Hey, yeah, I was thinking about doing solar panels. Oh, I have solar panels. That's cool. Who do you use? Oh, I love this company. They're really neat. And it organically happens. And because there's someone that you like and you're hanging out together, you tend to trust what they're saying and you tend to start talking more and more about these brands. So I really feel like the Facebook groups are the backyard and the front yard are the Facebook pages. Perfect. All right. So, so far we have talked about some of the business advantages to having a group. Now I would love to talk about what are some of the newest features that have come out in the last couple of months. So let's kind of start going through the ones that you want to talk about. Okay. Fantastic. So there's uh, we're going to talk about badges, formatting and units if we have the time. So badges are something really neat where I think we live in a society where everyone wants to be recognized for something, right? We want to know that our contribution is making a difference. So there's a feature in Facebook groups called badges and it, it notifies or it, it puts a little emblem next to your name. If you're an admin, a new member, if you're celebrating a group anniversary of being in the group, you're a conversation starter, a founding member, um, a conversation booster, a storyteller, a rising star. There's, there's a bunch of them. And as an admin, you can turn this off and on. And I think that it really helps enhance the notoriety of the group and, and makes the group members feel special. Yes, I'm a founding member. Or, yeah, I start conversations and, and I'm being recognized for, for that. And I feel good about it. It's like hmm. that quick shot of dopamine, if you will. You know? It's like gamification almost because like a conversation yeah. starter, that's encouraging, right? That means that this, especially, I mean, everyone sees it, right? The person sees it who yeah. has the label and the admin see it, right? So the, the benefit to the admin is like, you might want to give some kudos to the people that are starting conversations because Facebook wants conversations inside of groups, right? 100%. And most of these badges last about a month. So they actually stay next to your name for a month. It could also be like a motivator, Mike, in the way that, you know, oh, I'm a conversation starter. I want to stay a conversation starter. You know what I mean? Right. Because you, you get that reward, that gamification, as you were saying, for your participation in the group. Do you recommend we leave these things on? You know, I think it comes down to strategy. Um, it really, really depends. Um, if you throw out a Like if it's group, a brand I new group, it might make sense for sure, right? Yeah, but it starts after you have 50 people in there. I see. So I think maybe it would work a little bit better the smaller group you have, but that doesn't mean that it can't work in a bigger group. Hmm. So it really comes down to your strategy and you as the admin have the ability to turn it on and off. Perfect. But Mike- did you also know in groups, there's uh, the file section and we can do some formatting in there and that's um, bold, italics, bullets. And that's actually, they just said in the recent uh, Facebook community summit in uh, February that that formatting is also going to come. Let me tell you why this is exciting. Wait, hold on a second. Describe what it is a little bit. You said it was in the file section. Does that mean it's not an update? You're talking about like a post or something? Or I mean, what are we talking Thank about? Thank you for asking. No, I, I was trying to draw a conclusion. So 
the tools that are in the file section are coming to the posting section of groups. Ah. So um, we are all familiar with them if you've ever started a file in a group. But we can now do that. It's coming out in the actual posting in the group. And the reason why I think that's exciting is because when you're scrolling through that news feed and all of a sudden you see like this different formatting, it just kind of jolts your eye to stop for a minute and be like, ooh, that looks different, right? And it's kind of neat that it's coming out into groups first. It also helps you differentiate and accentuate the message that you're trying to get across in a group. Okay, so there's plenty of people that have no clue what kind of formatting you can do in the file thing. So just give us a verbal idea of what's coming. Are we talking like bold, italicized colors, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, exactly. So it's bold, italics, bullet points, um, and headers. So like that H2 heading. Oh, wow. Um, And that's what's coming. Well, that's exciting because you can't even do that in your personal profile that I'm aware of, can you? Exactly. So the reason why this is so exciting is because when you're on your newsfeed and something shows up in a group that you're a member, and if it has that kind of you know uh, formatting to it, it's going to stand out. And it's going to draw even more attention to the group, which I think is the writing on the wall. It's like another piece of evidence of a writing on the wall of why groups are going to just explode. Facebook has has said that they want to grow their groups to uh, 1 billion meaningful members. And right now we've got 200 million and they want to grow it to 1 billion. I mean, that's like a 5X. That's 200 that's million it. people inside of groups, not 200 million groups, right? No, no, no. Me, no, people, members of groups. Perfect. Okay. So we've talked about formatting and badges. Uh, you mentioned units. Talk to us about that. Oh, so units are so fun. So when you start a Facebook group, you can choose what kind of group you have. And if you do a social learning, you will have access to units. Um, Mike, one of the biggest kind of hardships as a group admin, as you probably know, even with the society, is that once you post something, it starts decaying. And it's really hard to go and and search or scroll through the group, or maybe you'll search for a word. But if your group admins create the unit section and then they start pinning things to the different units, it's really easy to recall things. So for example, I have my mastermind and every month we deep dive on a different topic. So let's say today is the month of sales, but someone has a question about video and we did video a couple months back. Rather than try to search through the entire group, they can actually go to that unit And very easily, it's like a catalog, they could easily find what they're looking for. If I tell them, oh, we talked about it, it's in the unit section. So So it really just helps um, the user experience become that much more exciting and less overwhelming, which I think a lot of people are overwhelmed with the newsfeed and groups. So these little things actually can really enhance uh, they're tools that can really enhance a user experience. Just so I understand the units, is this like the equivalent of putting course material inside of a group and creating like a page and maybe organizing them? Like help me understand a little bit more. You could do it that way. 100%. You could make units like chapters and you could just add to the whole thing and, and just keep every time you have a post, like maybe I post today a video that's like a how to sales And then I'm going to put that in the unit. I know Molly Mahoney from The Prepared Performer, who is also a a speaker a little bit ago at the conference, 
she uses uh, the units in a really unique way where she pins a series of pictures together in one unit. And then she puts a link to a video in each one. So it's like each unit is like a book. It's got all these chapters. Hmm. So again, it comes down to strategy because there's a million different ways that you can use it. The easiest way to just kind of wrap your head around it is it is like a filing system. And whatever kind of organization for that filing system that you adopt, you can execute. I think Allie uh, on my team uses units for all the trainings that we have, if I'm not mistaken. She does. So that she does, way, yeah. yeah. So it makes it really easy to uh, recall the different trainings that we get, I don't know, like twice a month or three, four times, three a, times month a month in the month. society. Yeah. yeah, three times a month. Perfect. Okay, cool. So if you have any, sounds like if you have any kind of videos or text posts or any kind of training material or anything that's resource materials, that's where these units come in handy. Is that what I'm hearing you say? 100%, Mike, because without it, they just decay. And they just get lost in the newsfeed eventually, right? Are they available to all way, groups or do you have to have a certain kind of group in order to have the units show up? You have to have a social learning group. And so you can you can change your group if you go into group settings. And like, say you're listening to this right now, you guys, and you're like, oh, I want that. I don't have that. If you go into your group settings and change the type of group you have, then you can do it. Got it. So they have to change the type of group to a social learning group in order for the units to show up, but they don't necessarily lose any of the functionality. Is that correct of the group? Correct. They just add yes, functionality. Yes. Okay, cool. Let's talk about analytics because this is something that's near and dear to my heart and it's near and dear to, I think most mm -hmm. people that are marketers, like they want to know if people are actually are, you know, participating. What kind of analytics does Facebook give group admins? Talk to me. Ooh, it's so exciting, you guys. Um, all right. So you heard me talk a minute ago about strategy. And you're like, well, Bella, I don't know what my strategy is. I don't know how I should do it. I, I really don't know. Well, let me tell you, the analytics will tell you. <laughs> so your analytics, you can figure out who the new members are and the growth details. It basically is a great KPI, a key performance indicator. So let's say that you have a big group that you're building and you have a community manager that you're like, hey, we need to get as many people in here as possible because we want to have X amount of new people every month. You can very easily just start tracking that that way, as well as who you decline um, and who's waiting to come in. So you don't have to like necessarily like scroll through or count through. You can find out engagement details, like what posts perform the best. You can see it based off of comments and reaction and the top 10 contributors. So going back to like what we were first talking about with badges, people love to know that like they're a productive member of society. And so you could use this stuff to call people out, to thank people, to give, you know, the top 10 posters a $5 virtual Starbucks card if you wanted to. Um, you can use this information also to know um, how many members are active. Um, in other words, are people actually talking with each other? Um, and you can also find out what the popular days and times are. So that kind of helps predict when you're going to need extra support in the group. Maybe you realize that you're a mom's group, a mompreneur group, and maybe those moms are really posting in the morning and in the evening. Or maybe you have a group where people are always posting first half of the day in the morning. These insights are going to tell you um, when people are there, what they're interested in, and that helps you shape and form what your your future strategies can be based off of that data. 
And I could see like if you know a certain day of the week, a certain time of the day is when they're mostly there, that's the good time to go live, right? Um, 100%. And another thing that I'm wondering is, does it tell you the reach of the posts that you post as the admin? Like you, you might be familiar. You can do this, of course, from your page. Like if you have a thousand people, does it sh- tell you how many people saw your post or does it not do that? Uh, in the analytics, no, but like on the actual post, you can see like 32 people have seen this post. Like you can kind of scroll through that, but it's not necessarily in analytics. Perfect. At this time, at least at the time of the recording. <laughs> Since we're talking about admin stuff, um, what other cool admin features maybe that are relatively new should we be paying attention to? There are so many things that I think that Facebook is coming out with just to make it easier to manage those larger groups. So the very first thing that gets really kind of uncomfortable, Mike, is when someone violates a rule in a group and you're just not really sure um, or you don't want to have that confrontation. Well, Facebook's come out with this thing now where you can kind of uh, send a message to this person telling them which rule they violated. And then if you want to send it, attach a personal message onto that, you can. So it kind of takes that um, personal uh, awkwardness away from it, if that makes sense. I see. So I thought that was pretty cool. So so what I'm hearing you saying is like, if you deleted a post from -hmm. somebody in the group, does it somehow make it so that you can let them know, hey, you violated one of our rules and it's somehow seamless or something like that? Exactly. Exactly. So it says like, do you want to send this person like what they violated and you can click on it. And then you also, if you really want to take it a step further, you can mute the member for like a day, a couple days or seven days, which means they can still see the post, but they're not allowed to comment. So maybe it's just someone that you keep slapping the wrist for and you're like, you know what? You're in timeout Hmm. and you can do that. So they get notified. Do they know that's happened to them? Um, I don't think they actually get notified that they're, they can't post, but when they go to post, it says the comments are off and you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we've all had those kind of people inside of our groups that we just know are creating a ruckus, right? And it's at least better than just kicking them out of the group, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of a nicer way to do it. And, and what I think, cause not everybody likes confrontation, right? So it kind of takes that awkwardness of the confrontation out of it. Something else that's really cool, Mike, is that you can now search the activity logs. So before you could go to your activity log and you could see like, oh, this person posted this or this admin admitted this person. But it was just this one long feed and there was no way to filter it. And now you can filter it through memberships, removals. Um, You can find out uh, if it's like any kind of admin activity. And then you can also filter it by the date. So maybe you are on vacation. Maybe you were just at the conference and your community manager said, oh, we had this problem with this one person and they posted. And you can basically go into your analytics and search through the activity logs. Oh, so you can see what like Jack Smith, all of his activity, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, think about it. When you have thousands of people in your group, you can't be go like scrolling through an activity log forever. You need to be able to search through that thing. So these little um, gifts that Facebook's giving us, I really believe that they really are committed to this whole building up groups, which as a marketer is just so exciting because it means that a community manager is something that we're really going to be wanting to have on our team. 
Um, there's a bunch of cool features that we're going to talk about in just a sec, because I'm looking at my notes here, um, that are coming and may be here by the time you all listen to this podcast. But I just want to ask, is there anything else about either the group management or the analytics that we did not mention before I move on to my next question? Uh, nothing that comes to mind, honestly. Um, okay, cool. there's, I mean, there's so many things, but let's talk about what's coming. Time- there's some really cool announcements that Facebook said, you know, are coming. And I know you've got a bunch of those things. So let's talk about like, like Facebook has kind of tipped their hat. I think it was at their community summit, as you mentioned earlier, that they started announcing some of these new things that are rolling, going to be rolling out into groups. So talk to us a little bit about some of those. Uh, like subscriptions. Is that what you're, that's definitely to? one they, of them. So yeah, let's talk about they, that. They were alluding to subscriptions and uh, last summer they actually started testing it and they said it's going to start coming out, but you know, Facebook always kind of keeps us in the dark a little bit until it's actually all fully out because like, I don't have access to it, but I know it's coming. I don't know when it's coming, but I know it's coming. Well, talk so about what it is because not everybody understands when you say subscriptions, they might be thinking like they're okay. subscribed to this podcast. You know what I mean? What does that mean exactly? Okay. So subscriptions is like, uh, pay me twenty nine ninety nine in order to be a member of this group. And I can do it straight from when you're, um, pressing like admit or approval, you know, you're, you're asking to join the group and in order to join the group, then you give me your credit card for $29.99. I see. Now this is fascinating because, um, this, let me give you some of my thoughts on this. If this comes, which I'm sure it will, then technically there's no reason why somebody could not start their own little, um, membership organization completely inside of Facebook, right? Let's be honest, right? Because like- Oh, 100%. And I think a lot of people are already doing that. Right. But see, today, the way it works generally is you got to install some software on your website and then you've got to figure out what kind of credit card you're going to take and then you need to connect all those things together and then you need to figure out how to get those people into the Facebook group, right? Because they changed the rules on, we should talk about this also. They changed the rules on Facebook groups. You can't just add someone to a group anymore. They have to accept the invitation. Let's talk about that a little bit. Cause that's a bit of a change also, right? Yeah. So before you, um, you could just kind of, uh, add a bunch of people to a group. And then all of a sudden you guys ever have that feeling when you're like, uh, how did I get in this group? Well, now people can add you to a group still, but you kind of like wait out in the wings for, I think it's seven days or so. And you can like say, yes, I want to be a member of it or no, like stop adding me to groups. Right. So while we're talking about that, let's just put it out there that etiquette is not to add people to groups until, unless they like actually asked you to, um, don't do that. It's, it's bad. It's bad form. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you though, um, this gets a little tricky because if you have a special group, like we have an, um, a speakers group for Social Media Marketing World 2019, so we added all the speakers to it, and of course, um, there were a decent number of speakers who had not yet you know, accepted the invitation to come into the group. You only get, from my understanding, is one more reminder, and then they're grayed right. out, and you cannot add them anymore, right? So you have to be very careful about about that, because then you're going to have to use some other medium to be able to communicate with them. And the reason why right. I'm sharing so in all that this instance, it would be uh, pro. It would be it would be good to also email the speakers and say, "Hey, we added right. you to the speaker group. You need to go accept add uh, like you know accept it in order to actually get in it." And here's the link, you know. Right, but, but here, think- let me let me tell you where I'm going with this. The reason why 
um, I think if they come out with a subscription model, it's going to be so powerful is because it sounds like everything is going to happen within the Facebook ecosystem. You, you, you subscribe, you pay, you belong. And because of all these things you've been talking about, Bella, with units and all the stuff you can do inside the group, technically, and I'm sure Facebook will take their cut, but technically you can use the free platform of Facebook to have your membership organization. That seems to be where they might be trying to take this. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. And if you look at like even inside Messenger right now, you can you can pay people through Messenger. So it's kind of like they're using these, you know, how can we be exchanging money and get people used to exchanging money um, through our app already? And then also, okay, we got the kinks out of it. It's working pretty well because it kind of stunk at the beginning when it was going through Messenger. But now it's super easy. So now they got that working and they can start bringing it over to groups. You know, so 100%. It's just, again, like it's so exciting, Mike, because you could apply so many different strategies to use the tools in groups for your brand. You know, there's, there's endless possibilities. Now, I also know that recently, I don't know if it's out yet, you can confirm this or not, but they announced that pages can now post and comment inside of groups. Talk to us about that. I love and hate this feature. And here's why. So I think that this is a really great idea for people who are public figures. Um, for example, I use my public figure page inside of my mastermind group because sometimes I need my team to get in there and be posting stuff for me, you know, pre-approved content. And up until now, the only way that was able to happen was if I like allowed them on my personal profile and that's not really like what Facebook wants you to do. Right. So one, if someone's an admin of a page, you can do that. But for the consumer facing side of it, I don't want to be interacting with a logo. I want to be interacting with like the person that is crowned the community manager or the admin, which is also where badges come into play because then, you know, if it is just a person, you can have that badge on it. But I think that there's, there's ways that you can use the page in the group that'll really help. Or maybe it's the page is the only one that's like producing the, the news content, like the, Oh, we have this new blog. We have this new video that you're kind of sharing into it. But then the community manager or CEO or whoever it might be on your team in your company is the designated like community manager. They're the person that's that's taking care of the backyard and they're the ones that are in charge of making sure we got enough burgers and, and drinks and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is where it gets interesting. I want to ask some clarifying questions. Um, let's say I have a group. Well, you have a group, you have a big group. I don't know, a couple thousand, I'm sure at least members in it. Does that mean that someone could choose to post inside of your group using their page or does it mean (laughs) only the admin can use a page to post inside of their group? Super question, Mike. So um, technically in my group, no, you can't because I turned off the feature that pages could enter into my groups. I didn't want other pages there. I wanted people. However, that being said, if you are an admin of a group and you want to allow different brands to come in and represent as the page, um, you can allow pages And all you do is you just sign in as your page, you go to the group and you press join, and then you're actually asking to be admitted as your page. So it's a feature that you can turn on or off. Is it available right now for everyone? 
uh, it's available for me. And I do believe that in February they said they were rolling it out to everyone. And I think it was in uh, North America. So I'm not sure our friends over the in, over the pond have it yet. But um, let's, actually, let's, I'm positive they don't have it right now as of the recording because uh, Amanda Webb was asking about it. Let's talk about some possible applications. Let's take a company that's, you know, not super tiny and not super huge, like Social Media Examiner. We mm-hmm. have the Social Media Marketing World Facebook page, and we also have the Social Media Examiner Facebook page. So if we chose to, we could allow, for example, the Social Media Examiner Facebook page to post news right into our Social Media Marketing Society group, and they would know it's from the official brand of Social Media Examiner. It can be done by any number of people that are on our team, and it's a recognizable brand. And then if we wanted to potentially um, talk about Social Media Marketing World, um, when that event comes around, we could use that page to post some interesting information to people inside of our group. So I could see, I could see for the company administering the group, there could be some advantages. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think, yes. So everything that you said, I think makes perfect sense. However, I think it's also equally important that you um, have people like Ali and Eric and Jeff and all the other admins there putting, you know, it's a human talking to another human. Right. So when you're, when you're sharing like, um, oh my gosh, this is where the networking party is going to be, or, oh, this is, um, the park party, you know, or, Hey, get your ticket now. It's like a, it's a big brand message that makes sense to me, but it doesn't make sense as someone like, you know, the logo interacting with a person and being like, Hey, are you excited by this tag Eric? You know, when you have the ability to interact as an actual person, let me tell you another idea that you might find kind of interesting. Go for it. I love brainstorming. Let's say you have a video that you post exclusively into a group. And assuming the Facebook insights work the way they're supposed to work, you should be able to remarket to the people that watch that video. And that could be a very powerful marketing tool because as far as I know, we are not allowed to remarket to people that are inside of our Facebook group with advertising. Um, what's your, thought, what's your thoughts what on I've that heard as well? And I believe that the views of the video, when it's shared into the group, and I might be wrong, posted into the group, I'm saying not shared, posted, posted into the group yeah, as by your the page. page. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I know that you can invite those people to like your page if they've, if they've in like, they've uh, done those reactions on the video. So you can, you can invite them to like your page from the group if your page posted in the group. Yeah, I mean, this is the fascinating future that we could be getting into, which is by allowing the page, mm-hmm. you know, to post into a property that you own, assuming you're the right. owner of it all, you know, if indeed all those, you know, typical Facebook metrics are tracked, you know, like video watchers and stuff, then you could potentially advertise to people inside your group, which I think would be absolutely interesting and fascinating. Now, on a relevant note, I have heard rarely, but I have heard some people seeing ads inside of groups. What have you heard about this? Yeah, I've heard it's coming. Um, and I've heard from a lot of, a a few people actually in the society that, um, that is coming. And I've heard, and I'm not, I'm definitely not an ads expert, but I've heard that they're just running out of room for ads and groups are the next one where 
you might see ads popping up in the feed of groups. Cause right now it's like a no solicitation thing. Like it's just your group. You don't see ads maybe on the side of the page, you know, where you always would see them, but not in the actual feed. But yeah, Mike, I've heard that too. I got a feeling it's coming. Bella, yeah, because think about it, right? Like why in the world would his goal be to get so many people inside of groups if it wasn't a monetizable vehicle that he was going to eventually turn on? So I yeah, think and, and the maybe they'll share the revenue. I don't think that the, I mean, the pages are just tanking as you've been saying, you know, I mean, you're totally right. And when you can get like 50 to 70, sometimes even more percent engagement in a group and, and be seen in a group and not get that kind of reach on your page. I don't know why a brand would not be interested in in really nurturing a group of their own. I think that if they do allow us advertisers to advertise to active members of our groups, our own groups, I'm sure that there would be plenty of interest in that. Now, I'm not sure we want p- other people advertising into our group, right? Like that might be problematic, right? Like I know. I was wondering that too. <laughs> I was like, you know, because I'm sure you wouldn't want other conferences, right. you know, like yeah. <laughs> advertising inside your group or I wouldn't want other coaches in my industry advertising in my group. So that will be very interesting, Mike. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, Bella, this has been a fascinating dialogue of all the things that we can now do with groups that I'm sure many of the listeners were not aware of. If they want to discover more about you and everything you got going on, where do you want to send them, Bella? Well, there's two things. I have a gift for your audience. So the first thing is you can always learn more about me by checking out my website, bellavasta.com. That's B as in boy, E-L-L-A, B like Victor, A-S-T-A. And then if you want a free PDF, it's 23 ways to post engaging content in your group. I'll send it right to your messenger. Just go to bellavasta.com forward slash SME, like social media examiner. Yeah. And folks, Bella is really um, very good at what she is talking about here. Um, This is really where I believe it's all going is Facebook is basically, you know, this is the place where you can get engagement and meaningful conversation, which is the exact thing that Mark Zuckerberg says he wants Facebook to become. So check her out, bellavasta.com slash SME. Bella, on behalf of all of my listeners, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Thank you for having me, Mike. It's a true honor. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. If you haven't done it yet, I would love a review in the Apple podcast directory. The easiest way to do it is simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash Apple. You can do it from your mobile device and give me a review right there on the spot. By the way, we took all the notes from today's interview. And if you want to catch them, simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 349. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. See you next week. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.